It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Now the left-handers, 1-1 pitch to Dillon. Swing and a well-hit ball, deep to left field. Grandma, get out the right, bread and mustard. Grand salami time. Upper deck, left field, down the line. Dylan Moore with a grand salami. And the Mariners lead the Astros 11-8 in one of the greatest comebacks I've seen in a long, long time. Dylan Moore with a grand slam, jumping on a 1-1 pitch from Brooks Raley. And he hits one over the Blue Edgar sign in the upper deck in left field. Brandt scores. Kelnick scores. Murphy scores. Moore scores. Everybody scores. What a comeback. 11-8. The Mariners lead it. My, oh, my. What a ball game. Everybody on their feet going crazy. Pandemonium. That was unbelievable. What a night at T-Mobile Park last night. Just incredible as the Mariners somehow, someway beat the Astros 11-8 and just an incredible game, an amazing moment. I think one of the great moments in T-Mobile Park history given the context of everything, the comeback, what's been brewing after the Series win against the A's. Just an incredible night. An amazing night. So we're going to talk all about it. We'll go through some of the highlights. We'll get some of the reaction. Just classic stuff from the clubhouse. You don't want to miss that. So we'll dive into that. And uh, I want to hear your stories, too. I love, I mean, moments like that are the best. That's why baseball is the greatest. No one saw that coming. The Mariners falling behind 6 nothing. They were down 7 nothing going into the bottom of the fourth, and they managed to get it done. I want to know from you, MarinersPod at Mariners.com, what were you doing at that moment? Were you in the ballpark? I want to hear about it. Were you watching it on TV? I want to hear about it. Were in your car? What? Tell me about that moment, where you were, how you celebrated, what happened. I want to hear your story, so send it to me and uh, and record it if you want to. Record it on your phone and email it to me, and I'll use the audio. Or you can just type out the story, whatever. I want to hear them, though. I want to hear all about it because that was unbelievable, super cool. And the atmosphere in the ballpark, I know for the people that were there, will not forget it. It was one of those moments you just won't forget. It was amazing. <laughs> the place, uh, I looked down from our vantage point. I looked down after the ball went into the upper deck. And it was just complete pandemonium in the crowd. And it sounded like there were 100,000 people in the building. It was deafening, the roar. 
an amazing moment. It was so fun. So fun. And the way it happened was unbelievable. You know, we came into it, and it was a tough pitching matchup. We knew it. Garcia has been on a roll for Houston. He's been really good. McCacken, his first major league start, and he's facing the Astros, who have been the best team in baseball this season. So not not a great matchup going in, and we talked about it. And Astros jump on him. Six runs in the first inning, and Garcia's just carving. He goes to the first three without a problem. And then you know, we've seen the formula before, and it started to happen. It started to happen slowly. First, it was Cal Raleigh coming through, knocking in three runs with one swing. And the pitch on the way to Raleigh. Swing and a line drive into the gap. Right center field, extra bases. Crawford's going to score. Seager running third, being waved in by Manny. Now here comes France running third, being waved in by Manny. France will score. Cal Raleigh into second base with a bases clearing. Three-run double. And it's now the Astros seven and the Mariners three. Okay. Well, the Astros would add another run, so it's 8-3 to three going into the bottom of the fifth. And this is the moment I think you started to think about it when Kyle Seager went yard with just a laser. Man, he smashed this. And the 1-2 on the way to Seager. Swing and a well-hit ball. Deep to right field and goodbye baseball halfway up into the lower deck. Holy smokes, that was shot out of a cannon. Kyle Seager with his 19th home run of the season. And the Mariners keep fighting back. They keep fighting back, and they're right back in the ball game. It's now the Astros 8 and the Mariners 6. And Kyle jumped on an 0-2 pitch from Luis Garcia. What a comeback. And this is a formula for the Mariners. The bullpen hangs zeros. And they give either they hold on to a lead or give the offense enough time to come back and hit home runs to make it happen. And that's been the formula. Bashing long balls with guys on base after the bullpen hangs zeros. That There it is. That is the Meredith formula, and it's been working, and that's what happened here. Swanson, two scoreless. Graveman, scoreless. Seawald, scoreless. He closes it out. Bullpen, zeros. And then, of course, Dylan Moore. We just heard it. Big fly. Now the left-handers, 1-1 pitch to Dillon. Swing and a well-hit ball, deep to left field. Grandma, get out the right, bread and mustard. Grand salami time. Upper deck, left field, down the line. Dylan Moore with a grand salami. And the Mariners lead the Astros 11-8 in one of the greatest comebacks I've seen in a long, long time. There it was. (laughs) (laughs) Seawald would come on, close it down, and the Mariners win. They take game one of this series in just improbable fashion. Now, there were some fireworks as well after as J.P. Crawford was hit. Man, you have to love the emotion from Scott Service barking at uh, the Astros coaching staff. The Astros giving it back, which was phenomenal. I will say, too, the uh, very underrated part when you watch the home run. I've probably watched the home run like 50 times at this point as we record this at 2 a.m. You have to look in the background to see Terenz who jumps on, jumps onto the railing after the home run. And he is 
arms up in the air, standing on the dugout railing, and then jumps down. The scene is amazing. It's so great. Everything about this game was incredible. So the Mariners now 55 and 46 on the season. Teams will go at it again tonight. Chris Flexen against Lance McCullers. How about that for an encore? The Mariners have a chance for a series win, which is pretty incredible. You look at the standings, and okay, Mariners have crawled that much closer to the Oakland A's. Mariners, as you look at the standings, 55 and 46. The A's, 56 and 45. That's one game back as the Mariners have won four games in a row. By the way, there is a wheelhouse coming out at some point today as well. I'll get to work on that. I'll sleep at some point, I guess. Uh, So that's going to come out at some point today. Uh, You won't want to miss some conversation about the trading deadline that is on Friday. So it's pretty relevant to everything going on. So uh, make sure to check that out too. So let's get to some of the reaction after the ball game. How about Scott service after the game? Here's what he had to say. Obviously, uh, you could talk all night long about that game and everything that went into it, but you really have to start with the, uh, uh, the heart, I guess, of this ball club. It is some kind of fun to be around every day. I lost my voice uh, screaming throughout that game. So you'll have to hang with me, but, uh, you know, really the, the heart of this crew and, and they truly believe. Uh, they believe they're, they're playing for something bigger than themselves. They believe in each other um, and growing confidence um, in all parts of the all facets of our game. So, uh, you know, it's tough when you get down like that and certainly against a team that's leading division, one of the best records in baseball, a team that, that we know very well. Um, but our guys, we got huge hits. Uh, you know, Cal Raleigh with the bases clearing double, Sear with the three-run homer kind of gets you back into the game. Uh, we got two huge innings out of Swanee tonight. You know, he really stepped up. He's more of a one inning or one plus guy and we needed to get two out of them tonight and you know uh, huge at bats in the eighth inning um you know that Stanek's out there and throws a nasty split and, and Ty France somehow gets a bat on it to get the inning started and then you know we really grinded out some at bats after that so uh um you know I'll take your questions but I, I, I can't say enough uh how fun this group is to be around not the energy the work they put in every day and uh, again I tip my hat our fans felt it you know, when we got the, the three-run double and then the three-run homer, is the momentum in the ballpark certainly shifted in our favor and uh, owe a lot to, to our fans tonight. So um, great game and uh, unbelievable job by uh, our ball club. Our players are, are really into it. They can't wait to get to the ballpark every day, and it's fun to watch. So I'll take your questions. Scott, off the bat, when Dylan hits that, the moment off the bat, did you know it was gone? Because he hit oh, it pretty yeah. well. Yeah, no, no question. I think everybody dug out, jumped up, hands in the air. Um, you know, we, we, you go through seasons and you have big wing, wins and come from behind wins. And, and I go back a few years ago, we were down, I don't know, 10 runs to the Padres that one night. We came back, but this is special. You're on, you're at home. Uh, you're in a situation where we're at and kind of in the standings fighting for something against a really, you know, a, a the first place team. So this one's pretty darn special. Scott, I mean, you, when you're still trailing, I think eight seven, you you bring in your best leverage arms there with Graveman, and you know the way you were going back out there with your defensive alignment and how you were pinch hitting guys. I mean, just how much faith did you have that you guys were going to come back and win this one? 
Well, I, I felt really good about it. The players were certainly talking about it on the bench. Um, you know, multiple guys as they're kind of waiting to go on deck are standing next to me. And then I had multiple guys say, we're winning this game. We're winning this game. And I, I certainly felt that we we're going to need a big hit, you know, and we got one. But uh, I think everybody kind of felt that way. And, you know, bullpen, we were thin tonight. We ran real hard over the weekend against Oakland. You know, I did have Gravy and, and Seawald available tonight. And, you know, the game was close enough. The momentum was shifting in our favor. Why not? Let's go for it, you know, and instead of holding those guys back. And we didn't have a whole lot else to go to down there. Those guys stepped up and done a great job like they have all season long. Scott, you certainly had your battles with the Astros, and it hasn't always been uh, favorable for you guys. In past years, I mean, something like this gets out of control, but you take a chunk out, take three runs out of that lead with Cal. It just seems like your guys are a little different mindset than maybe in past years with the way they play baseball. And the, like you said, the belief factor that they have in them. They really do. They, they did believe that, that um, you know, we're building something here really special. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a really, it's an awesome group. I am just drained tonight. Um, I have no voice left screaming at the umpires and everything else, but uh, I, I really, I said it early on, I love this team and, and I really do. I just love the way they compete every night. Scott, I think that's as mad as we've seen you when JP got hit. In your mind, was it obviously a purpose pitch? I mean, right away when you saw that? Because he went inside a couple times on him. He, he did. And, uh, you know, you can't speak to, you know, what's going on in, in the pitcher's mind, whatever. But certainly with the all the emotion in that game and, and how, um, you know, we were celebrating and, and whatnot, um, you know, you can take it for whatever it's worth. I, I thought, you know, you can't let pitches get away like that and, and hit somebody after you give up a grand slam. But again, was it on purpose? I don't know. But things happen in the game, very emotional game. And uh, I'm glad he got ejected. Also, Scott, something as simple as two innings from McCacken after the disaster in the first inning to come back and like, you know, slow it down a little bit. I mean, like if you don't get those two innings, you're going to crush your bullpen even more than it already been hit. We don't have anybody else down there available tonight. He had to go four innings for us in this game to have any chance. And certainly looked bleak in the first. I thought Cal Raleigh did a nice job. And, and uh, pitching coach Pete Woodworth sat down after the first inning. And, you know, he really has to, uh, you know, D-Max got to be on the edge. He's got to be on the corners. He gets in the middle of the plate. He certainly against a team like this. They're going to do damage. And, and Cal really tried to expand the plate east-west, get him on the corners, try to pick up some strikes and, and somehow get through it, maybe spinning a few more breaking balls. and he was able to do it really a key in the ball game that we were able to get four innings out of him. Otherwise it, it never is, you know, literally after the first inning and how it was going, you're starting to think, you know, do I need to throw a position player tonight at the end of this thing? Uh, we were that short on the pitching side, but it turned in our favor. We had our leverage guys out there in the right spots and, and really happy for our guys. And here is Dylan Moore <laughs> after playing hero. Uh, hey, Dylan, you know, beyond the Grand Slam, how are you able to stay so fresh and prepared mentally coming off the bench? I mean, we also saw it on Friday. That's got to be a challenging thing to do to come in such a tight spot there. Sure. Yeah, I did a lot of it uh, in my rookie year and I kind of got uh, used to doing it uh, coming off the bench there. And so I have I've I've gotten a good routine going on, you know, and the innings where I'm may think that I'm coming in, you know, getting loose and having a being ready, you know, mentally, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's, it's something that's necessary to come off and mention and perform. And we've got a plenty of guys that can do that. I mean, Murph did it right in front of me, had a great AB to get to me. So I think that's, that speaks for itself. Hey, when you, you know, you're a guy that plays with a lot of emotion and you get kind of hyped up and stuff. How do you control your emotion in that situation? Bases loaded, the place is going nuts. And this is a guy who doesn't throw real hard. He throws a lot of just 
spinning stuff. I mean, how do you stay within? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, um, you, you, you really can't, you kind of just have to, you just have to do what you've been doing, you know, your, your whole life, which is playing baseball, see ball, hit ball, and just have stick with your approach as best you can. And in the situations like that with the crowd, the way that it was, um, I was just thinking that the pressure is on him, not so much me, you know, he's, he's the one that's got to come out come and uh, throw me strikes. And so I just got to be able to be on time and hit a good pitch. And I was able to do that. Dylan, what's it like staring up at a seven nothing scoreboard and then finding yourselves back in the game like this, just kind of mentally through that process and how you found a way to stand. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've had, uh, I think Jen said something like 24 comeback wins or something like that. So I think that we- We've been doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, but, yeah, when you go down early, it, it's tough. You know, it's, nobody likes to go down six, seven runs in, um, early like that, especially um, against a great team like the, uh, the Astros. Um, but, you know, you just got to keep – you got to keep plugging away, keep having good A-Bs no matter what the score is, right? Uh, they, all, they all matter. And, and it ended up being that, um, you know, we got a couple off the starter there who was pitching well, um, and that set, up, set the tone for the later innings, I think. Dylan, you – can you describe that? I mean, like I had to know off the bat, you got it out. I mean, it was hit pretty hard, but like, can you just describe what that was like? You know, you hit a grand slam in this, that situation. Yeah, it's hard to describe. It's, it's, it boils down to the best baseball moment of my career so far. Um, beyond my, my, my debut, um, which nothing really crazy happened there in, in Tokyo, but th- this was the coolest moment of my uh, career so far. Um, just with, with the guys and this team, and it's, it's a special moment for me. I'm, I'm going to savor it. Dylan, you guys have come so far since 2019 when you faced the Astros. I think you only won one game against them that year. Can you just describe how much you've improved as a team in terms of playing a better brand of baseball and you know seeing the tangible results against a really good team like Houston? Yeah, it's really cool to see. I mean, I, I think that from 2019 to now, we've all – um, we've gotten better. We've learned from the experiences and, and, um, yeah, you're right. We only won one game that 2019 against the Astros. And I think that now we can go toe to toe with anybody in the league. And I think that's really cool. It speaks to our work ethic as a team. It speaks to, uh, the coaching staff and, and, and this, this organization. And I think it's really cool. And, uh, moving forward, I'm excited. You like that emotion there at the end, you know, getting fired up with JP getting hit. It just seems like you guys, I think Seeger said something the other day that you guys aren't afraid of anybody, you know, like you're not intimidated by anybody when you, it doesn't matter who they are, what they've done. Definitely. We got each other's backs no matter what. And I think that's, uh, that's a really cool thing. Everyone's pulling for everyone in, in, in the clubhouse. And um, yeah, we're definitely not afraid of anyone. And, you know, we want to be able to uh, keep this style of baseball going that we know we can play with anyone in the league and, um, just keep it going. Did you wear the bro tank underneath your jersey when you got that homer? Yeah, yeah, I wore it. I wore it. It got a little wet during the uh, the uh, uh, you know shower, so I had to, to take it off, and uh, I wore the shed for press too. And I am convinced after a win, there's no one better to talk to than J.P. Crawford. Oh, and that's what I love about this team. You know, we're down to our final strike, and everyone's bought in, bought into that, and it's really fun to be playing but a group of guys who really are for the team. And it's really fun right now, the way we're playing. Everyone's for the team and no one's being selfish with their ABs. And yeah, we're down like that. The goal is just, you know, trip away, find a way to get on and sprinkle some hits around and try to get a run or two. And tonight we did that. At what point did you start to feel it turn? And did you realize that there was enough there to make a comeback? Um, 
Yeah, I would think when Demo hit that grand slam, I think that really sealed the deal. Um, I don't know. I just felt like we were always in the game no matter what. We were down eight to three or whatever. I mean, we were, we were having good A-Bs getting people on every inning. So, I mean, it was just bound to happen, I feel. JP, how much do you guys drive on just really big positive energy, whether it's, you know, the Demo home run or, you know, you getting hit by a pitch? I mean, it just seems like you guys really thrive on that type of energy. Oh, yeah, we feed off each other, and it's great. I mean, someone sees – someone does something good, and the next person wants to follow it up or do even better, and we just keep the line moving in our lineup. And, I mean, that's the way we win ball games, and that's the way we have good ABs, just keep the line moving. JP, you, you, you've dealt with the Astros before, and you, you've been on the receiving end of some brutal losses. To kind of come back and do that to them, and then also just, like, going toe-to-toe, the emotion, you guys getting into it a little bit. Is that like a message, like, hey – this isn't like the last couple of years. This is a different team now. Hell yeah, we did. Different team this year. We're competing with everybody. And we go into the game knowing that. And we go into the game knowing that we could be any team that steps on the same field as us. And we keep that mentality throughout the whole year. We're going to be a problem. As you can see right now, we're playing really good ball right now. How angry were you when you got dotted it? Because he came in a couple of times. Do you think it was on purpose? No, I honestly don't. They, the Astros love to pitch me inside. And they've been throwing me in all game. And I, he's been pounding me in with the cutter, sinker stuff. And I don't think it was on purpose. Um, yeah, I honestly don't. Probably kind of cool, though, seeing your teammates and manager and coaches and everybody get so worked up about it, though. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That fired me up a little bit. Um, that just shows you what, time, what type of team we have this year. We have each other's backs. And to have a winning, successful team, we got to have that. We got to have each, each person fighting for one another. Have you seen Scott that mad before? And what's it like having him kind of come to your back like that just in general, though? Oh, that means a lot. Um, you you always want a manager knowing that he has your back and little stuff like that. And he's out there showing emotion, too. That, that means a lot to me. I know he has my back and I'm ready to ride with him. I mean, when that ball leaves Dylan's bat, I mean, what was that like? It was chaos in the stadium, wasn't it? It was chaos everywhere. I blacked out. I was screaming on deck. I turned around, just yelled to the brick fence wall thing we have right there. You know, it was cool. Oh, my goodness. Moments like that you just dream of when you're a little kid in the batting cages or something. And it's just to finally do it on the big stage. Demo's a bad man. Plain and simple. You a bad man. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 